On this week's episode of Ride the Lightning, the unofficial Tesla podcast, Elon Musk offers a first glimpse at the Tesla semi-truck. Tesla details plans to double the supercharger network by the end of this year. A Model 3 release candidate in a color we haven't seen yet gets photographed and more. What's happening, friends? Welcome to Ride the Lightning. It is the unofficial Tesla podcast, episode number 91 for April 30th, 2017. I'm Ryan McCaffrey. Uh, beside me, a uh, not super well Maggie the Boxer. She's had some uh, some bowel issues going on, and uh, actually, I, I have a I emailed her vet. Uh, looking, I'm I don't even I don't know. I feel terrible even saying this, but I'm gonna. I'm going to consult with the vet about what the timeline looks like because she's becoming more incontinent. She can barely get around. Uh, it's it's uh, it's getting it's getting rough. Which you know it's her, I don't know what you know her quality of life is is definitely going down. Uh, and it's 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 tough. I mean, it's especially when I look at her face and she's just got that her happy look on her face. So uh, I'll keep you guys up to date. I know a lot of you are always very kind to to send support and love for, for Maggie the Boxer. So uh, for today, she's she's hanging tough. She got she got a, a, a bland diet of, of rice and white rice and cottage cheese today for her for her meal. Uh, anyway, let's move on to the Tesla news of the week. There is a lot of it, starting with some breaking news that actually, hey, uh, not recording on Friday night, which is when I always try to, that's when I plan to try and do it every week, didn't work out this week, uh, except it did. It did actually work out because uh, as of Saturday here, Saturday evening, in fact, uh, before I recorded Tesla Roddy breaking a uh, scoop, which then started to make its way around the internet. Tesla will be hosting a private Model 3 viewing on June 2nd and 3rd for the winners of the uh, referral program that ran from October to January. Now, that is friend and Patreon producer Michael Lester. That's we used his code. Uh, that was bef- actually before he became a friend and Patreon producer. Just at random, uh, Michael was chosen, and, and he and I have, uh, have, have, since he lives not too far away, have struck up a, a friendship since. And uh, he was very kind enough up front to promise me a spot in the what was then billed as the exclusive, or it was billed as a as a extended factory tour, VIP factory tour featuring a Q&A with Franz von Holzhausen at the end. And that alone was like, yeah, that's great. I'll, maybe I can, uh, and then we hit that. We got, I forget, I think, I think that was, took five referrals. So thanks to all of you listeners who purchased a uh, Tesla using Michael's code that I gave out on the show at that time to, to make it possible. Uh, so Michael had agreed to let me tag along as his guest there. And just, you know, just the... I mean, I've done the factory tour, but not since the very... I haven't, I haven't seen the factory anywhere near its current state. Uh, I went a long, long, long time ago 
Um, in fact, they make you sign NDAs, so I can't even tell you exactly how long ago. But I saw things in a very early state, and I've always been curious to see what it looks like now that it's all sort of fully operational, just as far as the S and now the X goes. But in any case, and I thought, oh boy, cool, a chance to meet Franz and a Q&A. Maybe, maybe they'll allow me to record it, and maybe they would allow me to post that on the show. I could think up a bunch of cool questions, and uh, it'd be really awesome. And it will still hopefully be really awesome, but in fact, it got more awesome today when these invites went out. I did touch base with Michael Lester, and he confirmed he got the invite, uh, and he will, in fact, honor his commitment to, to let me tag along, which I sincerely appreciate. So that is happening. Uh, I should be in attendance. And thank goodness it's that week- weekend because <laughs> the following weekend, I have to leave for Los Angeles on business for uh, for E3, the big video game industry trade show that happens every year. So uh, the email simply states that was sent out, you are invited to attend a VIP Tesla factory tour exclusively for referral program winners. Join us for an exciting day with fellow Tesla owners, including a factory tour, private Model 3 viewing, gourmet lunch, and a Q&A session with Tesla chief designer Franz von Holzhausen. If you're interested in attending, kindly RSVP by May 10th. So uh, kudos to Teslarati for getting that posted first, and kudos to Michael Lester for uh, letting me come along, and kudos to those of you who bought Teslas using Michael's code that made that possible. Now, I don't expect this to be a test ride or let alone a test drive or else I'm sure they'd have said so in the the invitation. Uh, I'm sure it is exactly what Tesla says it is, which is a private viewing. Who knows if we'll even get to sit inside the car. It might just be roped off and you might just be able to get a nice close up look at a, you know, release candidate near production car. But I do expect thus at least plenty of photo ops of a nice cleaned up release candidate uh, and uh, you know however the car is really intended to look so that means interior pictures that means a good look at that front you know the front end uh, which which has been a you know we'll get actually we're going to talk more about the front end later on in the show but um, I will definitely come armed with plenty of questions for Franz I have no idea how many I'll get to ask and bear in mind, it's also possible that the entire thing could be under NDA. Uh, you, that is entirely in the realm of possibility that Tesla will have everybody that attends sign a non-disclosure agreement so that none of this, uh, none of the information or, or even photos might get out there. However, it's also very possible that whether or not there's an NDA, that there might be a session for media around the same time, because uh, that, that kind of thing happens a lot in the video game world. If there's some sort of, you know, I don't know, exclusive thing, a lot of times there's a media session so that, you know, they can help get their mess, you know, the company can help get its message out. So uh, it's so that that's also a possibility that there will be a media day, maybe short, possibly even the day before. In fact, I mean, Tesla themselves has done this in the past uh, with the Model X unveiling, the media select media were invited to come and see the car the day of the unveiling and then the rest of us had to wait till the evening so uh that well not the i guess maybe not the unveiling but the well the final the final unveil delivery event so one of the one of the model x events i distinctly remember that happening anyway so we'll see how it all plays out but 
again, uh, thanks to you guys and to Michael, I uh, should have the opportunity to be there, for which I am extremely grateful, and I will come prepared with questions and my recorder. So we'll see how things go there. On to the other not-as-breaking Tesla news. It's great to get something in that's uh, hot off the press for once on the show. Usually this kind of thing breaks like Sunday morning, and then I miss it for six days. Uh, But uh, elsewhere this week, at Elon Musk's TED Talk, uh, of which no audio that I could find has been posted just yet. Hopefully I'll get some in time for next week's show and can get some cool clips. Elon presented the first teaser image of the Tesla semi-truck that is being officially unveiled in September. Now, the image has the silhouette of a pretty standard-looking semi, though it's got some very fancy sports car-looking LED headlights and DRL strips on the side of those headlights. What's notable about the silhouette is that it has no side mirrors, because, as of course, everybody that's ever seen a semi-truck, which is all of you, know that semis, by their very nature, have big, giant side mirrors so that they can see anything at all behind them. Uh, we already assumed that, uh, this thing would, of course, have a, have a touchscreen dashboard in lieu of a, you know, traditional dashboard. So perhaps that screen or maybe, maybe even other dedicated screens are going to be used for rear view, but big but here, pretty sure that cameras instead of in lieu of mirrors still isn't legal in the United States. Remember, too, that the initial Model X prototype also didn't have side uh, mirrors, but instead little tiny cameras where the side mirrors normally go, and that obviously did not make it to production. It didn't make it to production with those little cameras. Now, according to Electrek, Elon confirmed during his TED Talk that the prototype semi-truck is already working and that Elon even got a quick test drive around the parking lot, adding that the truck, quote, feels like a sports car. And Elon also confirming that the vehicle will be capable of long hauls. What long hauls means, we, we won't know till September, I'm sure, but uh, I guess it will, it's, it's going to have sufficient range to, to get a, a, decent, a decent way to its destination. Now, I don't know how, feel, how a semi-truck feeling like a sports car is even physically possible in the literal sense of the word, but I'm sure it feels like a sports car compared to other semi-trucks. I, I don't doubt that at all. And I wonder how many, how many uh, other gas-powered semi-trucks Elon Musk has driven for comparison. Still, though, uh, it's going to be very interesting to see how the trucking industry reacts to this thing. There have already been analysts that have been saying, hey, don't laugh it off. Tesla could come in and disrupt. Don't you know, don't take them lightly. So uh, we'll have to wait for September for more. Next this week, in a blog post entitled Charging is Our Priority, Tesla announced that they are doubling supercharger capacity in time for most of us to get our Model 3s. Translation, by the end of 2017, they are doubling capacity from where it is now. Here's an excerpt from that blog. Quote, we started 2017 with over 5,000 superchargers globally, and by the end of this year, Tesla will double that number to total more than 10,000 superchargers and 15,000 destination charging connectors around the world. 
In North America, we'll increase the number of superchargers by 150%, and in California alone, we'll add more than a thousand superchargers. We're moving full speed on site, uh, pardon me, let me, let me check my tone there. We're moving full speed on site selection, and many sites will soon enter construction to open in advance of the summer travel season, which is excellent news for you existing Tesla owners, especially as uh, the Model 3 should start to trickle out during the summer, although it is almost certainly going to be a trickle in the early going. Tesla adds, toward that goal, Tesla will build larger sites along our busiest travel routes that will accommodate several dozen Teslas supercharging simultaneously. In addition, many sites will be built further off the highway to allow local Tesla drivers to charge quickly when needed with the goal of making charging ubiquitous in urban centers. In fact, uh, in San Francisco, uh, where I live and work, San Francisco alone, there were like three, three that are pegged as coming by the end of 2017 just within the city. Because currently, the closest supercharger is down in uh, San Mateo, right where the San Mateo Bridge, the 92, meets the 101, which are a couple of major freeways. Or, well, the 92 is a bridge, but in any case, so so that's SF alone, and uh, it's good to see that just it, it's going to be happening all over the place, and especially in the higher congestion areas. Also in that blog, in fact, what accompanied that blog was a rendered image of one of these new upgraded supercharger sites that showed dozens of shaded solar-powered supercharger stalls. In the foreground of that image, the most prominent car in the image is a Model 3, a render of a Model 3. But what's interesting about it is that this Model 3 render is a color that looks awfully, awfully close to Signature Red. And that same rendered car has either what is either dark gray or black 20-inch wheels as well. Basically, it's my dream configuration. The Tesla's just toying with me here uh, <laughs> with this render. Now, so renders aren't always exact, which is, which is where I'm, I'm th sort of throwing a caveat here because it doesn't quite look exactly like Signature Red, but it looks real close. And il to illustrate my point, if you go onto Tesla's website and you go into the design studio now and you click on multi-coat red, which is the red that the Tesla currently, the only red Tesla currently offers, it doesn't look like it does in real life. It's actually, I don't want to say it's not close because it's, but it's not, you know, it's tough. It's just a computer render that's being slapped on top of a, you know, of, of an image on a site so that you can pick any color you want. And it doesn't look like it does in real life. So, all I'm saying, I guess, is that it could be signature red because it's a render and renders aren't exact. I don't know if if Tesla means for it, if, if, if it is sig red or if it's just something that kind of resembles it, but it's for sure a fun thing to think about and perhaps an intentional tease by Tesla knowing that it would stir up fanboys like me. Speaking of Model 3 colors, we can add white to the list of colors that the Model 3 release candidate has been spotted in. This was on 280 here near San Bruno. 
which is not too far. It's about halfway between here, between San Francisco, meaning, and uh, and Tesla and Palo Alto, Tesla corporate HQ in Palo Alto. So a, a white Model 3 was photographed uh, from the side and from the back, but not the front. And there's, I'll say there's nothing particularly notable about the photos. It was, the car has the smaller asterisk style wheels that I feebly attempted to describe for you a couple shows back. Um, and, and again, sadly, no pictures of the front because uh, it would be really cool to see that distinct duckbill front end of the Model 3 in a light color, which we have not yet seen on the release candidates. We've seen black and we've seen blue, and that's it. Uh, in fact, because that, 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 that whole, the front end, and whether or not, you know, I touched on this, but whether or not the, the, the nose has been sort of lowered or, or the slope, the sort of slope of it uh, made a bit more gentle, has been the subject of about a hundred page discussion thread on the Tesla Motors Club forum, probably more than a hundred pages by the time this show airs. But uh, yeah, it would it's it would be great to get a look at the car in a lighter color. Of course, it won't be long. You know, it won't be too long. But in fact, odds are it'll be very soon because if there's at least one white one running around uh, in public, it's going to get photographed. In fact, there might even be more than one white Model Three release candidate running around because as uh, one of the two photos that that made it, both of these photos made it up on the same day. So you would think, oh, same car, same drive, except one of the pictures, the car had a license plate on it, a manufacturer, a California manufacturer license plate. But the other photo, it was a white Model 3 release candidate, didn't have a plate at all. So maybe they stopped to put it on. They remembered, oh, crap, we forgot to put the, the plate on. I'm not sure, but uh, we, in any case, hopefully we will get a picture of the front of a lighter colored Model 3 very soon. And on a, on a little addendum note here, a black release candidate, Model 3, was caught on video in the pouring rain in the middle of the night at a supercharger. And while that might not sound particularly memorable or, or like big news, the fact that it occurred in Cincinnati, Ohio, near our friend DJ Harbaugh, uh, DJ from Ohio, that is of particular interest that the, the cars are running around that far away from California. So no matter where you live, keep your eyes peeled, particularly if you live near a Tesla supercharger. Uh, next up this week, there are not a lot of Model X 60Ds out there because, as you recall, they were only offered for a short time, seemingly to goose sales during a quarter, but every single one of those cars is a software-locked 75-kilowatt-hour battery. Now, I talked last week about the massive reduction on the upgrade cost for the Model S 60s that, that are 75-kilowatt-hour uh, software-locked and the discount, and now the X60 is getting a similar deal. It will cost you now just $4,500 to take your 200-mile range 60D Model X up to a 237-mile 75D, so some food for thought for that, uh, what has to be a relatively small group of Model X 60D owners. I wanted to follow up on something from last week. 
in response to Jim from Phoenix's call wondering about the all-glass roof of a Tesla in, in a hot-weather climate. A listener named Mitch sent me a link to a Tesla Motors Club post from a Model S owner who said, quote, I can assure you from personal experience the glass roof is fantastic, even under the Arizona sun in the middle of July, stuck in a traffic jam for one and a half hours due to an accident half a mile ahead, sat in total comfort, pardon me, so sat in total comfort listening to an ebook. So Jim from Phoenix, hopefully that helps uh, make you feel a little bit better about a glass-roofed Tesla in the Phoenix area. Mitch also notes, and I found this very interesting, he says, there is speculation that the glass roof will be used to provide better access by production line robots to the interior of the car. And I'll tell you, that, that's it's speculation, as he notes, but that makes a whole lot of sense. In fact, that bit of logic alone, if, if a robot, you know, again, Tesla wants to be as quick and efficient as possible. You know, they, they, they're building the alien dreadnought production line. They want to build cars very quickly and very efficiently. And if a robot doesn't have to worm its way around uh, a metal roof piece, then it can work a lot. It stands to reason that it can work a lot more quickly. So that bit of logic alone is enough to make me totally buy into that speculation and, and believe now that, that the all-glass roof is going to be standard on the Model 3 as it now is on the Model S. So we'll find out in a, what, about three months or so from now, maybe two. And in fact, another excellent follow-up from a listener. This one comes from Kevin Rath in response to my speculation about Supercharger V3, the super high-charging high supercharger, the fast-charging supercharger that Elon Musk has been teasing. And Kevin notes, Last summer, when dissecting the 90-kilowatt-hour pack, a well-known Model S hacker slash tinkerer Jason Hughes mentioned that it seems most of the reason that Tesla doesn't do higher-power supercharging on Model S and X isn't because of the battery, but because of the wiring inside the car from the charge port to the battery. It's just not beefy enough to handle higher currents. Superchargers are now 145 to 150 kilowatt-hours per cabinet, or pardon me, just kilowatts, per cabinet, and each cabinet powers two stalls. Cars are limited to 120 kilowatts. Uh, blah, blah, blah. Anyway, Jason said the wiring inside the actual car isn't designed slash able to handle power over 120 kilowatts. Otherwise, we would already see single cars accepting up to 145 kilowatt from a single supercharger when charging alone, when there's not a second car there next to them sharing the stall. Uh, he notes, it probably won't take much to update the wiring inside the car to handle higher power charging, and it's almost certain the three will have the proper wiring from the get-go, but retrofitting better wiring into existing vehicles will probably be expensive, if not impossible. Uh, and in fact, Kevin notes, I'd wager a Coke, we won't get faster supercharging until the 2170 cells are out in public. I think if the 18650s were able to handle more, we would have seen it in action already especially with the new cooling system inside the redesigned 100 kilowatt hour packs, which is a great point. So we shall see. We'll see if, uh, if the higher power supercharging, if the supercharger V3 is going to be tied 
to the uh, new form factor battery packs. A couple of last points here in the news this week. This isn't directly Tesla related, but I wanted to just mention it real quick. The Boring Company, which is Tesla, which is, pardon me, which is Elon's uh, tunnel digging company that he has apparently started for real, they released a concept video of what their tunneling system could look like if it were ever completed in a major city. Now, this concept video shows cars driving onto these giant roller skate things that then they drive in on the side of the road, they pull off, and then, and then the, the skateboard, the platform, lowers down and takes a car down to the tunnel, and then it, zip, it zooms ahead and shoots through the tunnel at 120 miles an hour and then raises the car back up to the surface streets again once you reach your destination. And I mention it only because, of course, the cars shown in this concept render video are, you guessed it, Model S's and Model X's. Electrek notes that, uh, this that Elon Musk believes that with the tunnels, this is from his TED Talk again, that someone could travel from Westwood to LAX in about five or six minutes, down from a minimum of 30 minutes and over an hour with traffic. So uh, who knows what, if anything, will ever become of the boring company because it arguably this is even more insane than starting an all-electric car company in 2003. Now we know where that led. <laughs> it's, led to a, it's led to a company that's now uh, has a higher valuation than, than any other domestic automaker. But, uh, you know, in the end, there's the other, the other little mantra. You've heard me say it before. Never bet against Elon Musk. So uh, good luck to the boring company. If, they can, if Elon can solve our traffic problems, I, we'd all be grateful for sure. Finally this week, uh, the organizers of the 28th Annual Energy Fair in Custer, Wisconsin, send word that Tesla co-founder and chief technical officer J.B. Straubel will give a keynote address at this year's event. So it's happening on Saturday, June 17th. So for you Midwestern listeners, if, if you happen to be in the Wisconsin area in the middle of June, if you're interested in attending, you can visit their website for more. And that website is theenergyfair.org. That is enough from me. Let's hear from you guys in the Ride the Lightning hotline right after this. If you're like me and have a Tesla reservation, you'd probably love the chance to drive one around for more than just the short test drive that you can get from Tesla. Well, I've got a solution for you. Friend of the show, Joe Edgel, actually rents out Model S and Model X Teslas for as long as you'd like. If you happen to be taking a trip to Washington, D.C. or the Baltimore area, or if you want to drive one so badly you're willing to make a special trip, check out Joe's website, emotion.rentals. If you want, Joe will even deliver the car to you at the airport or your hotel. That's E-M-O-T-I-O-N dot rentals. Now back to the show. It is time for the Ride the Lightning Hotline, your time to shine here on the show. If you've got a question, comment, discussion topic, give me a call anytime, toll free, leave a message. 
Uh, and the toll-free number is 1-888-989-8752. That's 1-888-989-TSLA. And if you know someone special with an upcoming birthday, anniversary, graduation, or some other special occasion, you can give them a unique gift of recorded voices from friends and family telling them why they're special. The recordings can be podcasted or put onto a keepsake. Visit lifeonrecord.com to learn more. First up is Chad responding to Pete regarding the popularity of trucks in the Midwest. Chad, take it away. Hey, Ryan. I just wanted to follow up with Pete's comment on trucks and your follow-up saying that the truck segment in general is the largest selling segment in the United States. The top three selling vehicles are half-ton pickups uh, totaling about nearly 2 million pickups in 2016. Um, It's a pretty smart of Tesla to target that market since it's the top selling vehicle in the U.S. And I think they're not going to have too much trouble both satisfying customers who want efficiency. And I know a lot of people, such as my parents, and a lot of people who drive trucks because they need a pickup, and they but they still opt to get the uh, most affordable, such as the V6 Eco Diesel Dodge you get so, uh, just over 20 miles a gallon, but it starts at $40,000. So I think they're not going to have too much trouble getting into that market. And on top of that, there's a, a lot of fleet sales, such as city vehicles and that kind of stuff, that don't they don't go very far every day. But uh, they need that utility of a truck, like you were saying. Anyway, uh, keep up the good work. Well, thank you for that extra info, Chad. I, I honestly have nothing to add other than what I said in response to Pete's call, which is that it just means even bigger potential, market potential, for Tesla to tap into. So uh, it'll be very, very interesting to see what Tesla's truck looks like and what it's capable of. I suspect we'll have to wait till at least next year to find out. If they're revealing the semi this year in September... I can't imagine they'll do another reveal in 2017. And I would think maybe the Model Y would be the next reveal uh, as far as the product line goes after that. So uh, patience may be in order before we know too much more about the Tesla pickup truck. Next up, Paul from Connecticut has a public service announcement for Connecticut listeners. I know there are plenty of you. Uh, So, Paul, the floor is yours. Hi, Ryan. Paul from Connecticut. I'm calling to ask if you can encourage all of my fellow Model 3 reservation holders here in Connecticut to contact their state rep and um, fight the good fight to allow Tesla to come into Connecticut. As you know, we have a vote coming up this summer in the state legislature uh, the third time around trying to get Tesla dealerships in. And uh, I've been calling into local talk shows. I've contacted my state rep and this week, I was contacted by Tesla um, asking to share my perspective as a reservation holder on why I think Tesla should be allowed in the state. Uh, one of the most compelling arguments that I hope will resonate with most people is that uh, here in Connecticut, most people are going to Massachusetts to buy their Teslas, some in New York, but uh, mostly in Massachusetts. And there's a state law in Massachusetts where if a vehicle is purchased in the state of Mass. Uh, 100% of the 6.25 sales tax goes to Massachusetts. Now, Connecticut has a slightly higher sales tax. They just get the excess, but the bulk of it goes to Massachusetts. We are going to be losing out on a lot of tax revenue. And 
I did some quick calculations, and if the average sales price is fifty thousand, and uh, in two thousand and eighteen they sell ten thousand vehicles uh, in Tesla dealerships in Massachusetts to Connecticut residents, that's over thirty-one million dollars we're losing out on. And there's a lot of talk here in Connecticut about budget shortfalls and unfunded pension liabilities, and we're looking for new streams of revenue and uh, to. <laughs> to ban Tesla from coming in and losing it and all that revenue, not to mention the uh, dealership tax base and the uh, jobs it would create. That would just be a shame. So thanks for listening and uh, enjoy the podcast. Thank you. Paul, I am more than happy to uh, serve as your megaphone here a bit and, and play your public service announcement. So you heard him. For all you Connecticut folks out there, please take the excellent points that Paul makes Contact your elected state representatives, tell them your feelings on this matter, and be sure to get out and vote when this vote comes up, uh, as I believe Paul said, this summer. So uh, I'm always, always happy to help amplify these kinds of things because you never know who might be listening that hasn't heard about something, and every vote can count. We've, we've learned that uh, over the course of, of uh, modern politics. Finally this week, one other call comes to us from Val in Los Angeles calling in about self-driving. Val, take it away. Hey, Ryan. This is Val from Los Angeles. Got a question for you about autonomy and self-driving. It seems recently that we've seen some pretty impressive videos uh, from Chevy Cruze and Nissan showcasing what they're doing right now with self-driving. And admittedly, those videos look Um, very impressive. So first part is that observation is where are Tesla's video showcasing their most recent efforts in self-driving? It's been a while since we've seen them make any noise in this, uh, on this front. And uh, I guess that leads to the question of where, you know, where is Tesla, uh, is Tesla holding back some big reveal? And this is excluding the the, the cross country uh, example. Uh, showcasing an even greater jump in in, in advancements as, as far as their um, their self driving. You know, we have uh, I think they've got themselves up to two cameras now and almost on parity with uh, Hardware One. And uh, while that's very impressive, we'd love to see some serious uh, footage uh, in the city uh, showcasing some of the more complex scenarios that. Uh, the self-driving uh, platform and the AI would have to tackle. So I guess I'm just wishing and hoping for a big splash of news when it comes to Tesla and their self-driving as it's one of the most uh, keyed-in features and one of the potentially most undervalued and under underestimated values that I think their, their valuation. But anyway, that's my question. Hopefully um, you can shed some light on it and Maybe give me some of your theories as to why we haven't seen anything yet. Thanks again for everything. Love the show and um, talk to you later. Bye. Thank you for the call, Val. Now, one reason why we haven't heard anything about advancements in autopilot recently, if I were to guess, which is all I am doing here, would be the fact that Tesla has been lagging behind on Elon's publicly announced timeline to get autopilot hardware 2 up to feature parity with Hardware One. They're still not there yet, even though they did inch closer this week by pushing out an update to the Hardware Two fleet that added automatic emergency braking. So that happened this week, so they're inching closer. Now, 
it wouldn't look super great, in my opinion, for Tesla to be out there demoing new stuff when they haven't even caught up to their own old stuff on the newest cars. See what I mean? In fact, in fact, it would probably just make some customers angry. I mean, heck, I already talked about the class action lawsuit being attempted by three Tesla owners. I mentioned that on last week's show. And, and you know, ultimately, it's autopilot and self-driving is a such a huge problem to solve. And, you know, while other car companies might be out there releasing demos, I'm still going to put my money on Tesla getting there first and staying ahead of the pack in, in terms of uh, the features and performance of self-driving because why you know you know why fleet learning and over-the-air updates i mean they go hand in hand but as it stands now uh i will say i'd be surprised if that cross-country level five demo trip that that uh, you mentioned val i i'd be surprised if that happens this year elon had said he originally had stated that he, he was hoping that he you know he planned to do that before by the end of 2017 but I, I think most of us would probably agree that we'd all rather, rather see Model 3 ship on time uh, if we had to choose between Model 3 shipping on time and the cross-country self-driving demo. Now, I guess there's no reason why we couldn't just be greedy and want both. <laughs> but, but if you have to pick, I think it's probably more important that... Uh, for the, for the health of the company and for those of us with Model 3 reservations <laughs> to see Model 3 get out there on time. All right, uh, that wraps it up for the Ride the Lightning Hotline this week. So again, give me a call or, or you can always record something on your smartphone and email it to me. If you want to do that, just re- uh, send it to teslapodcast at gmail.com. But again, if, uh, if you want to dial up and just leave a message on the hotline, it's very easy, very convenient. It's a toll-free number that you can call, or I guess you could Skype it too. Uh, but call or Skype 1-888-989-8752. And I'll be right back with a few parting thoughts for you. If you're buying a Tesla and uh, want to get $1,000 off of it, Use this referral code. Punch this into a browser. It's a short link. It's type in ts.la slash jeff2311. That's Jeff spelled J-E-F-F. Get yourself $1,000 off the car. Uh, and we'll start. We're working on the new referral code here. If you uh, really enjoy the show and want to consider supporting it, I'd be mighty grateful if you'd at least take a look at my Patreon page, which is found at patreon.com slash Tesla podcast. Patreon is spelled P-A-T-R-E-O-N. You can follow me on Twitter at DMC underscore Ryan. Again, the email address for the show is teslapodcast at gmail.com. I want to thank Abstract Ocean. If you are in the market for Tesla accessories for yourself or your car or both, there is a coupon code that is still active. Gets you 20% off your order. Use uh, the code is RTL podcast, all one word. Uh, and then, yes, just want to thank the Patreon producers, the kind folks that support the podcast at the $20 or higher level. Our newest one is John Lasher. Thank you, John. 
joining Jeff Bartram, Paul Hussey, DJ Harbaugh, Pete White, Wolfgang Obergen, George Cassiopo, ZL Klein, David Brander, Jonathan Wales, John Waltower, Scott Gillis, Michael Lucas, Alexi Heft, David Kittle, Lisa Kaz, Michael Opre, Logan Willis, Matthew Parra, Michael Lester, John E. Ford, Robert Maracle, Kyle Stover, and Vince, uh, yes, Vince Vaughn. So uh, thank you all, along with, again, the, new, the, the newbie, John Lasher. Welcome to the club. Hopefully you uh, subscribe to the podcast instead of just downloading it manually each week. Just uh, subscribing means it just feeds right to you. You can do that on iTunes, Google Play Music, Stitcher, TuneIn, or the podcast hosting website. You can pick up the RSS feed or grab individual downloads. And that site is teslapodcast.libsyn.com. Oh, Dave T's weekly Tesla newsletter. Get it. It's good. Every Friday, Dave T sends you an email digest of a roundup of the week's biggest Tesla news. Sign up for that at teslaweekly.com. Thank you all so much. Happy electric motoring, and I will see you all again next week.